Hello, and welcome back to the Curious One podcast. My name is Emma Krebs. I created this podcast to be able to have conversations that were lacking through my daily interactions, as I always felt the longing to dive deeper. This space is for meaningful conversations that I hope help to broaden my perspectives and maybe even yours as well. Hello, friends, and welcome back to a brand new two-part episode of The Curious One. Not only is this episode two parts, but I also brought on two returning guests to the show. All the way back in episode four, I sat down with Micah Katarina. Then, 20 episodes later, I had the chance to speak with her partner, Ewan Murray. Both of these conversations were some of the most popular episodes to date, so I thought it would make a huge impact to sit down and chat with them together. Micah and Ewan are both specialists in female body recomposition, and together they run the Female Transformation Formula. The FTF works with women to help them build their ultimate lifestyle physique. I first met Micah and Ewan over in Australia, where I was their local barista. In this episode, I called Micah and Ewan all the way in the Gold Coast to speak with them further about minimalism, business, and lifestyle design. So in this episode of part one, we broke down separating your self-worth from the achievement of your goals, experiential vision goals, the true costs of success, lifestyle design, and more. If you enjoyed this episode and know of someone you think will gain value from it, please share this conversation with them. As well, if you are enjoying what I'm doing here on The Curious One, please subscribe as well as rate and review the podcast. This helps provide me the opportunity to get my work in front of more people, and hopefully I can add value to their lives as well. If you would like to connect with me further, you can check out my Instagram at at the curious one podcast. All right, rise with me, my friends, and let's jump into the episode. May you be inspired, may you be curious, and may you learn more about yourself as we learn about others. Enjoy. Hey, well, happy Valentine's Day to start out. <laughs> I am third wheeling. with a lovely, lovely couple, um, two returning guests, actually. We have Micah and Ewan from the Female Transformation Formula. So welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Great to be back together. Yeah, I know. So um, for people who don't know, I've actually had Micah on, I think it was episode four, like at the very beginning. She's one of the first people I thought of in regards to when I started my podcast to interview. So thank you for coming back, uh, Micah. And you and I interviewed you, I think 20 episodes later in episode 24. So now we're here in the 40s, I think, maybe even 50 now. And um, we're all together. So I'm super excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. can we, so I was thinking today that we could chat kind of around um, minimalism, something I'm super interested in and you guys are very passionate about, um, business and um, something that you mentioned you in, which is lifestyle design as well. They're just three topics that I think you guys represent really well and I'm just really interested in and I think it'd be a really, a really good base to start off of. But I know we've touched on it in previous episodes, but for listeners that may not know, can you guys just explain a little bit about what the female transformation formula is in the business that you guys um, run? 
Yeah. So Fuel Transformation Formula at its heart is a, a fitness coaching company. We don't call it fitness because we specialize in a very specific thing, which is female body recomposition. And that is just really the, the art and science of building lean muscle mass and strength and losing body fat. Okay. So I, that is probably the, the thing that we do, the thing that we specialize in educating our clients on, on what to do. And it can seem a bit superficial and things on the front ends, but actually the impact of that on people's lives when they learn that they can take control of their body and their health and, you know, I, I do believe that uh, there is a vision for all of us in our, in our mind's eye of where we can actually take our, our, our kind of our, our physical bodies, right? That meat suit there. Our spirit is, <laughs> yeah, our spirit is kind of like, uh, you know, using to, to walk around this flying spaceship of a rock in the, in the universe. Um, and yeah, we, we know in the fitness industry, the health and fitness industry, it's, it's pretty broken at the moment with so much overwhelming, confusing information. A lot of people are lost with like, I think a lot of people uh, know what they, they want or know what that highest vision is for themselves in that physical representation of their body. But they do feel very, very, I know I have in the past, right? Very, very lost on how to actually achieve that. Mike has been through a journey herself who has been lost on how to achieve that, achieved it, but using very, very unhealthy uh, methods, which a lot of women can relate to probably over exercising and under eating uh, to the point that it's not healthy or fit that you're going to get, even if you're looking a certain way by the outcome of that. And uh, yeah, so what we, what we do is we break that process down into five rules and these simple, very kind of minimalist five rules are the process of how to, what we say, build a body and lifestyle you love. So uh, it's not just about the look, as I said, the ultimate lifestyle physique, which is what the, the, the kind of outcome we specialize uh, achieving for our girls is defined by our clients, not by us. Okay. It's not defined by society. We just give you the tools to achieve whatever you want to achieve in that sense. Um, but yeah, we also make sure that you're not sacrificing your lifestyle to do it, which is a big problem in the fitness industry. I think people become very, I think it becomes all consuming. Yeah, you know? all I think yeah, that what, what happens for a lot of girls is when they set the goal, when they set a fitness goal, they start to think that it needs to be their number one priority in life. Mm. And it needs to be, you know, that all or nothing is like, um, you know, that's, that's the one thing that I'm just going all in on. And what we're really trying to break the mold of and, and teach our clients is like, it just doesn't have to be that way. You know, like I, I know for myself, like, my fitness, yes, it's a priority, but it isn't my number one priority in life. It isn't the one thing that, that I'm thinking about constantly every single day. Um, so that's, that's a huge message that we, we teach our girls. Yeah. It's crazy. You bring that up. I was, I had another recording this morning with, um, a beautiful lady, Jill, and she is a woman's empowerment coach. And it's about, it just made me think like your fitness journey and your goal that you have in the fitness category of your life is how you do within that the success of your goal it does not determine your determine your own worth you know what yes. i mean and attaching like how you do yourself based on how you're doing in the gym or adhering to your diet plan or whatever it is and i feel as though you guys um could could maybe agree with that as well 100 percent. we we actually have two so part of our system that we use in both of our coaching programs. So we've got two coaching programs. We've got the photo shoot physique program, which is kind of like our flagship one-on-one. -on -one, and that's where we help women, uh, you know, get ready for this really empowering, as you said, uh, photo shoot where they 
uh, it's not that they get in a certain shape of their life. Really, that's not what we're aiming for. We're aiming for them to be able to it's the experience, right? So we, we talk about setting experiential vision, vision goals um, as one of our rules. And that is about having a vision in, in your mind of, of an action that you're going to take in the future that's going to give you a certain feeling and an outcome in life that you want to, want to achieve. Um, and that photo shoot is about be, having the confidence to show up in front of camera. And what people think is that the process of, uh, you know, training and nutrition and everything is what gives you that self-worth and that confidence. Uh, so we have the five rules, which is very practical education process of how to do female re body recomposition. But the other side is what we call our lifestyle design formula, which I think is a topic that you wanted to dive into today. And that is about how you, your, your kind of beliefs and your thoughts are, are everything, right? And, and the present moment is the only place that you can experience. So in order to have that future vision of wherever you wanna be, that higher self, having those experiences, you need to learn in the here and now to be that person. And we spoke about a little bit in that in my past uh, you know, interview about that identity shift. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are looking for something, a process or something outside of themselves or an achievement or a goal to become worthy and happy and fulfilled. But they don't realize that the happy, fulfilled worthiness is something that is an instant emotion you can feel right now just by changing your thoughts and beliefs. There's no physical circumstances, there's no body, there's no change to body fat percentage or anything like mm -hmm. that that's going to give that to you. And we're walking examples of that in both of our journeys because we've both been ex, like I've stepped on stage, I wouldn't call, ever call myself a bodybuilder, but I've stepped on stage at 6% body fat in uh, a bodybuilding show and Mike has done the same. Yeah. And we were pro both probably the most negative uh, minded about our physical appearance at that point in time. We were the, yeah, we were the leanest that we've both ever been in our <laughs> lives, stepping on stage. And we still thought that we weren't good enough. Yeah, weren't we, good enough. We, and... we still had that feeling of unworthiness. And, you know, I remember waking up on the, the day of my bikini show thinking, oh my goodness, like I'm not lean enough. You know, my glutes aren't big enough. And like all of these things. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's not about that. Like we get to choose every single day, how we truly want to feel about ourselves. Our self-worth is not dictated by a body fat percentage at all. And this is a message that we really try and bring home to our girls of like the reason why you're doing this process and the reason why you're on this journey in, in terms of your body composition and your fitness is so that you can make progress and so that you can evolve as a person. It's not so that you can become more worthy by mm -hmm. losing body fat and building muscle. Like you, you want to be able to learn how to set goals for the fun of it, you know, because you really, you enjoy the process of leveling up, not because you're trying to, yeah, it, like you said, achieve a certain state of worthiness, because that's something that we all need to learn how to tap into now, wherever we are on our journey. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Like, and it's, it's essentially, it's about the journey and not the end destination because we kind of spoke about it before, but it's like, it's a process of goal setting that we should be reinvent reinventing, reevaluating constantly. And we use the example of meditation earlier of how it's not something you do once, but it's something that we are constantly adding into our lives, constantly practicing and implementing as well. Yeah. yeah, it's it's that like never peak mentality. Mm. Like and and when it comes to your fitness goals, especially, like there's no end goal. 
you know, there's no day where you wake up and you're like, oh, yeah, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. You know, it's like it's something that you're going to be doing yeah. for the rest of your life. And that's why we're so passionate about teaching our girls this lifestyle approach to their fitness journey is because it's like we don't just want you to do this for, you know, six months, 12 months, like this is these tools and these methods that we, that we teach our girls is something that once they've finished working with us, they're hopefully going to continue doing that for the rest of their life yeah, and, and continue to achieve epic things, you know? And yeah, I, I love the point you made there, but like meditation, because the two layers I see to what makes the FTF a little bit different. Well, as Mike has mentioned, we built the FTF for us, right? Well, maybe not personally for me in terms of the female <laughs> body recomposition side of things, but at the end of the day, a lot of the, the processes are the same for, for men and women um, in the fitness space. Um, but yeah, with, with this idea of, of lifestyle design, because fitness is a small chunk of your, your, your lifestyle, right? It's, just, it's a small, it's a very, I like to think of it as like one of the legs of the table, hmm. but you know, you need it, you need that leg, but you need a lot of other legs to keep that table stable, right? So we don't want you to just build a, a table with one central, uh, yeah, piece of stability. Does that yeah, be a very wobbly table? Yeah, be a very, well, <laughs> I'm looking at this, I'm actually looking at this table we're sat on right now, and it's actually one just solid one. That's, and then thinking. it's got, it's got four things coming off the bottom. So okay. it's kind of like a hybrid. Um, but no, the, the reason to say that is that you, the more pillars you have in your life that are strong foundations, the more that you can, uh, yeah, you're not relying on any of them to, to kind of, yeah, prop you up in that sense. But I see a lot of people focused purely on coming from the fitness industry on that one, uh, one side of things. And they forget that the reason, the outcome, right, the bigger picture in mind. And I think, this is where minimalism and simplicity and, and this idea of lifestyle design comes in. You want to like, are you, are you focusing at the, the kind of a hundred foot view or are you focusing at the hundred thousand like foot view, which, which point are you looking at? And so many people are caught up in the weeds of, of if I do this thing in the next three months, right, then I'll be happy. If I, if I achieve this goal in a year, then I'll be happy. And either what happens is they, they never get to that goal, right? They, they fail. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of reaffirm in their head, right? Okay, so I'm not allowed to be happy yet. I'm not allowed to be happy yet. I'm not allowed to be fulfilled. And that's like, and then people who aren't happy and aren't fulfilled aren't usually the most productive, like go-getter, confident people, right? If that cycle continues to happen over and over and over again. But when you start to zoom out and start say, oh, there's a bigger picture here. And the bigger picture here is I want all of these, I'm telling myself that I want to achieve all of these goals, whether it's a better physique or more money or more freedom or more recognition, whatever it is in life, because I want to be happy, fulfilled and feel worthy. And then you're like, well, can I do that right now? Is there a way that I could just work on my mindset and work on feeling that way right now without all of these external validations and external needs and if you can get to that point i think that's the first step in the transformation journey because people who show up with confidence in their life and in themselves and know that they're they're not as micah mentioned briefly earlier you're not your purpose of goal setting the way i see goal setting is to naturally evolve and grow through life because if you look around in nature everything in nature is growing right? It's just, it's growing over time. And that's, I believe the purpose that we're here for is just, just slow, just get better, right? That's, that's, it doesn't matter how fast or how slow, how, how slow you go, just keep getting better and learn and get better and learn and get better. But there's no, uh, you're no better for it. 
you, there's no more worth for it. Mm-hmm. And people will say, well, why do you want to do it? Why don't you just sit in on Netflix and, and, and eat, you know, crappy food and like not work on your body and not try and transform your body and not try and make it better. And I'll just say, well, why not? Right. Cause if you can have either of them to be happy, right. If in that mental state, why not try and be the best possible version of yourself and be the best example for other people as well, going through the world and try and make the world a better place. Cause if you show up as your best self in every area of life, then you get to, first of all, set a representation for other people and then, you know, all boats rise together with the, with the same tide. And I think that's when you shift your mindset in terms of goal setting to that, it's a much more empowering place to come oh, from. And you, so you, you achieve your goals with this sense of what I, I call it's the final piece of the jigsaw puzzle where I, I, li- I like to see my vision as a jigsaw puzzle. And we'll get into that in a minute, like our five rules of how you actually achieve anything in life kind of thing. But the first step is sending a clear vision. And that's where you set this experiential goal for your future. So it could be a year, it could be five years, it could be 25 years, but we've all got them. We've all got these little visions in the back of our head of, oh, that's something I'd love to do. That's something, an idea I'd love to have. And I paint it as like this, this uh, jigsaw puzzle. And I always picture my grand's uh, like dining room table because she's always got jigsaw puzzles <laughs> out on her corner. And it's just there. And it's like this. It's this <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, uh, but, but she's got every piece there, right? apart from one. And it's like the centerpiece of that jigsaw puzzle. And the way I see a vision is that on a day in the future, at some point, I'll just get to click that final piece in. And there's no cannons and confetti go off. There's no like, no, the president doesn't come and shake your hand. It's and literally you have a, that feeling of yeah, finishing a yeah, jigsaw puzzle like, and being like, oh, ah, that was cool. Right. Because <laughs> each piece of the jigsaw puzzle, right. You have this kind of like, Ooh. right. You get like, ah, I don't know if anyone's done jigsaw puzzles listening to this podcast, <laughs> but you know, if you, we bought one the other, the other day. Yeah, it's to lockdown. Start. I think yeah, everyone's done them during yeah. lockdown. <laughs> but you, 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 you set this vision for your life um, and you're going to set multiple visions. And I say, you click that final piece in and you're like, Oh, great. And then you start the next jigsaw puzzle mm-hmm. and your life is just this series of jigsaw puzzles that you're just trying to put together and you can't set the next vision until you've completed the first. All right. So I think that's the best way to start thinking about the experience of goal setting and what the purpose of goal setting is for. Because uh, far too many of us are getting stuck on this idea that the reason to pursue our goals is to become a better human being or to become more worthy or to be like something magical is going to happen inside us. Mm. And either two things happen. One, we therefore say, I like, it's very, very natural to feel this. I will be happy when I achieve X. But what you're really saying there is I am not happy until I achieve X. So your whole process until that final piece of the jigsaw puzzle goes in place, what you're telling yourself is you are not allowed to be happy or you are not allowed to feel confident. And nine times out of 10, when you then do achieve that thing, you won't even then give yourself permission to feel mm. that happiness because you'll set and the feel that goal. worthiness because you'll, the way that I like to think of it is like, you're like a hamster on one of those wheels and it's like, you're just chasing, 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 chasing. And it's like, you make it like physically and mentally impossible to get off that wheel. And it's not a good place to come from when it comes to setting and achieving our goals because 
it's not an empowering place because you're constantly doing it from a place of lack and from a place of fear rather than from a place of empowerment where you're thinking, I, as I am right now, am worthy. I am enough. I have the capability to tap into my happiness at any point in time. And I'm going to set goals from that place where it becomes more of like that you, like you and said, that constant evolving through life and just setting goals for the sake of setting goals because mm -hmm. it's fun and you want to make progress and you want to continue to level up. They're, they're very different mindsets. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. I, I want to ask you something on that, Micah, from before that you mentioned. Um, but it's like, it's almost like when you're putting in, you're building the jigsaw. It's not like you said, like the when you finally put in that last piece, like the queen doesn't come down. You know what I mean? It's because this whole time you've already seen most of the puzzle and you know what it looks like. But also too, yeah. before you even started building the puzzle, you had the box with the picture on it and you knew what you were trying to build. You know what yeah. I mean? And so it's yes. like, yes. Yes. that helps as well too, right? Um, and this is, yeah. Go, this go is for the it. Thing that I love to dive in is like the experience, like let's say you do want to experience the the like meeting the queen and something like that yeah. the emotional state that you're going to achieve mm -hmm. is the only thing that you're looking for right there's no it's not the circumstance it's the emotional uh, so the, the way i like to to think about this is that we, we are all like emotional beings in that sense where we we are looking for feelings in the world we're looking at we're trying to get these emotions that drive us that make us feel a certain way so we attach a correlation like neuroassociation between these actions lead to these feelings. So we, we seek out these actions in order to get these feelings, or we, we tell ourselves stories, tell ourselves beliefs that when I have X, you know, the queen coming to meet me after this goal or a million dollars or six pack abs or whatever it is, I will feel X, but you can feel that emotion that you're looking for in the reality of where you are today. There's, you know, like if someone came up to you and there's a great film about this with Amy Schumer in the, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's pretty, pretty isn't it? Yeah. Pretty. Where she gets a knock on her head and she starts oh, to believe yes. that she's a supermodel, right? Or, or, or and something. Whole and her whole life changes. Life changes. <laughs> and it's a really, I know it's a cheesy Hollywood movie, but it's a very important message because it is the truth of how, if we look at the most successful people in the world who are also fulfilled and happy and forever growing they've started out usually with this this uh habit of developing the the love for the process uh the 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 pursuit of just growth for the sake of growth and the certainty and belief that they will get to where they're going even when times if, get if, tough even if it's not showing in the current reality mm -hmm. of their situation mm -hmm. so their experience on a day-to-day elevates their state and their higher level of state and higher level of health level of like emotional health and well-being drives better actions right because we all know that if you're in a poor state if you're in a scarcity mindset if you're seeing fear in the world and seeing you know lack of opportunity and you're seeing all of these things around you which is a lens that we create from our thoughts and our beliefs we show up differently whereas if we switch that and we start saying no today i'm going to live my ultimate lifestyle so when I wake up in the morning, I always like, and I don't manage to do this every day, but I try and program my brain with this false belief, like the, or this, this story in my life, where it's like, right, you're living, you're a billionaire with the best lifestyle in the world. 
The most and beautiful girlfriend. Yeah, the most beautiful <laughs> girlfriend. True. He doesn't like, need to fake that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he just all, has to roll over for that. Yeah, exactly. All of, all of these different things, but no, no. But I like I'll, I'll create whatever my vision is for the 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 Your ultimate, ultimate life. like end game levels level one hundred, whatever it is, you know. And I'm like, okay, well, rather my brain telling me these stories that that's going that, like that's not possible for you or that's going to take 40 years to achieve or X, Y, Z. I'll just be like, no, just believe it. Just try and believe it. Like, even if it's just a fraction of the belief that you can instill in yourself and create this belief and the emotional certainty from that vision. And then just act that way today, right now in this second, just pretend for just five, 10 seconds, what, what life would be like in that state. And what you start to realize is your life wouldn't change right? But like, we like to think it would change drastically. We like to think we just wake up and we wouldn't have that kind of groggy feeling in the morning, right? We're just going to bounce out of bed and like, you know, it's going to be like, five, what's that film? 500 Days of Summer, where he's like walking down the street to Daryl Hall and Oates and it's like, uh, he's clicking his fingers and like, you, you think that that's going to be the lifestyle that you're going to be living. But we can all look back 10 years ago to a point in our life and realize that I do kind of feel like a very similar person. I might have grown and transformed and changed in so many different ways, but there is a, still a sense of identity there that the normal things of life are still going to be the normal things of life. And another big thing is that life is always going to be 50-50 in terms of kind of like thumbs up, thumbs down, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. I and think that, that this is something that people get really confused yeah. with when it comes to happiness is they think, you know, they set the goal of, oh, I want to be happy. happy yeah. But what we've got to understand is that it's, it's like, it's impossible to be happy 24 seven. And if you were, then that would actually be a really sad thing because you wouldn't then actually know what true happiness feels <laughs> like because you're always experiencing it all the time. And I think that one thing that, you know, we've done a lot of work with is like learning how to just be okay with the dips and be okay with the lows that you experience in life and, you know, not attaching all of these crazy things to it, just allowing yourself to be present and sit with yourself and know that, you know, it's going to pass and it's okay. And you'll come out the, the end of that and you'll, you'll experience that the happiness and, and the peak again. And yeah, I think that when you kind of do set your expectations that life is going to be 50, 50, then yeah, you can tap into that a lot easier. And one of the things I'll say there as well is like a huge exercise we get the girls to do on our, our programs. And I, I want to make this clear. Like we, we specifically talk about female body recomposition here, which is increasing strength and muscle mass in the gym and just like, like feeling like a badass when you're training and then losing body fat and building a healthier uh, like lifestyle in terms of nutrition and, and all of that kind of stuff. But really the process is the lifestyle design formula of this process of like set visions, understand your emotional states, get your thoughts and beliefs clear about yourself and make sure that you're in the right state to then act on the education that we give you. And you can insert anything in life, financial education, you know, mm -hmm. uh, goal setting for any other area of life that you're actually going into. And um, the process of female body recomposition is just the area that we specialize in right now because that's our passion right that's and we see a huge need for it in the industry because no one's teaching it right everyone's yeah. teaching the kind of like go hard or go home approach to fitness all or nothing mentality and there's not a lot of this uh what i call yeah they, like people call it life coaching or just i i think it's just called coaching in general reverse engineering the outcomes and the the growth that we want to achieve but when we start to 
focus on a process of getting our thoughts clear and setting our vision and we start to get our clients to understand that yeah when you achieve your goal you're still going to have your off days and you're still going to have on days like you do right now when you achieve your goal every state that you're experiencing in your day-to-day experience today you will still experience the reason we're getting there is not to make you happier. The reason we're getting there is not to make you more body confident. The reason that we're getting there is not to make you more fulfilled. And then it's like, well, why am I doing it? And as I said, because that's life. We want to get better over time. And there's a deep urge. I like you ask any human being on the planet, do you want to get better over time? And I'm, it's going to be very rare that someone's going to say no to that. Um, and there's another side to goal setting that I always touch on, which is a lot of people once they achieve their goals, stop setting goals because they've been sold this idea that goal setting equals happiness. So when I'm happy, I don't need to set goals anymore. Mm. So you always get this. How many people do you see when they talk about like, oh, you know, I, there's a, a millionaire business woman, right? And you're like, why is she still working? She's a, she's, and it's like, because she's continuing on her purpose to grow and become better. And bring more value to the world, right? It's not because she set a goal to go out into the world and make a certain amount of money. That's like, that's the reverse of, that's just the outcome of what happens when you bring value to the world. And therefore so many people in life shut down their goals and their goal seeking mechanism inside their head once they do get comfortable, right? Once they do get happy and comfortable and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm happy here. Um, and I, I think that's another interesting, in, interesting thing to sometimes tap into because uh, you know, we do want to feel happy and fulfilled, but I think that's only one side of the equation. I think the other side of the equation for, for true meaning of life, whatever you want to call it, is, is this idea of just transcending and growth over time. Mm-hmm. I completely, I, I love everything you guys said. Like I just, I, oh, I literally had a moment when we were talking there where I was just like, I'm just so happy right now. Like I'm just, I, like just that I get to do this and I get to have these conversations with individuals like you guys. It just, it, it's just, I just had a moment. So well, um, we like it, having conversations with you because this is the weird stuff we talk about on our own yeah. <laughs> like in, our, in, our spare, in our spare time, right? These are, these are the, the Saturday night conversations. Yeah. Um, and you know, like, yeah, it's great to have someone like yourself because I think this is the thing we, we, I don't know if we're, is it we're taught to not have these conversations or I think everyone wants to have these conversations, right? I know everyone why, wants this, to have these conversations. Yeah. And this is why podcasting I think is so popular right now. Cause people like to people, the first step to wanting to have one of these conversations is to listen in on one of these conversations, Yeah. but everyone wants to have these. Everyone wants to be able to say these things out loud. Everyone wants to have these conversations with someone. And I always say like, that's why I'm so passionate about coaching. Cause I get to have these, these conversations with, X amount of people every single day, week, right? Yeah. And I just get to say, where are we going? How are we going to get there? Why do we want to get there? How are you feeling today? Where's your mindset at? And I'm having this conversation with myself every morning when I wake up, right? So it's like, it's, it's this extension of just these questions. And you brought something up uh, before um, when a conversation we had earlier, which was like, no one ever asks you these questions no, in day-to-day conversation. No, you, it's, it's very rare to find, you know, a, a friend or even just a family member like that. I always think of it as like, whenever I start working with a new client, I'm usually the first person in their life to say, what do you actually want? What is the vision that you have for your life? And why do you want it? And people, they actually get quite taken aback from it 
at the beginning because they haven't given themselves enough time and space to actually think about it. I don't think they've given themselves permission to think about it. Yes, permission. That's probably a a much, a much better way to explain it. And it definitely, it does take practice. And what I love the most is that when I get my girls to go away and actually do that vision setting exercise, which is we've got five rules at the FTF and setting a clear vision is rule number one. And it's rule number one because it's the most important rule of them all. They actually, you know, I always, say like go away you know make yourself a cup of tea make sure that you're in a quiet space don't don't be distracted by anything else put your phone away and really just give yourself that time and space to ask yourself those deep questions of where am I going who do I want to be what is my vision and the clarity that comes from that when they then come back to me and we have another conversation about it it's like it's just night and day like they feel so clear yeah uh, like hell yes they feel nervous because it's a it's something scary that they've set out to achieve for themselves but then it's like once you then do that exercise everything else just falls into place because then they know why they're doing what they're doing and everything has a reason behind it they've got a reason to go to the gym three days a week they've got a reason to create really awesome sustainable habits when it comes to their nutrition they've got a reason to go to bed and get a good night's sleep rather than staying up late and watching netflix (laughs) and that to me is like oh i just i like i'm getting goosebumps talking about it because i just see their whole entire lives change you know they start taking care of themselves and you know i've had i can't tell you how many clients i've had work with me that then take these tools and take these methods and apply it to all of the other areas of their lives you know they go out they they get promotions they start their own businesses they become better coaches they start teaching what i've taught them to their own clients they you know have better relationships and it's yeah i i I just feel so blessed that i get to do like call do what i do for work because it definitely doesn't feel like that (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's amazing it's it's what i i love talking to people first off about things that they're passionate about. Like I just, that's like something I'm super passionate about is like talking with people and like uncovering these things. But you guys talking about how these aren't normal conversations, but these are conversations everyone wants to have. That is why I started the podcast was because I wanted to have these conversations, but I didn't have a space or a platform to do it because I would try and do it in like on a retail floor. I'm asking someone like, what was your childhood yeah. like? You know what I mean? Or well, I um, remember when I met you, babe, we would be having super deep conversations <laughs> when you were like, like in the middle of making people coffee. <laughs> and I'm like, wait one second. And then I'm like taking an order and then I'm like, just wait here. And then we like, yeah. yeah. So it's been so amazing to be on this journey and to, to have these conversations regularly. Like it's amazing. And as you said, I, I completely agree. I think the first step sometimes is listening to them because I, what I'm trying to move more in the direction now with the podcast, like side note is having more difficult conversations because I think sometimes listening into a difficult conversation, whether it's even like we could even deem this as difficult because you're asking difficult questions to your client. We're talking about topics that sometimes they're a bit more difficult, but it's, they're difficult for a reason because they impact you in the long term, right? It's that initial investment of taking care of yourself and getting clear on your vision now. But um, once we're like, I've listened to so many podcasts where like, especially the minimalists, um, I love their podcasts. Like they talk about different topics and I am listening into the conversation and then I start having this conversation with myself. And then once I get clear on like how I feel about, um, education or marriage or something, right. Then I begin having these conversations in my life. And then 
adding on to that, it's like you guys are empowering these women to create these habits and these lifestyle changes. But like as women, we are so embedded in the community, right? We are mothers, we are caretakers, we are um, vice presidents, etc. So it's going to ripple out into our society. So it's just, it's like all the feelings. Yeah, and I'll cool. jump in there. I'll, I always say like, we're not empowering women, they're empowering themselves. Okay. Like that is the number one thing that we're always trying to get across there like there is no external factor that is ever gonna stop you from or or there's no nothing that you need to lean on or have there in order to to achieve you just need to have your own thoughts Mm. like if you have your thoughts and beliefs in the right place everything flows down downstream of that and you're right because your thoughts and beliefs show up in your actions on a day-to-day basis and then that changes other people's thoughts and beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you start seeing someone who's close to you, who you've seen as a certain identity, and I think we spoke about this in my last conversation, but you've got two identities. You've got the identity that you hold yourself and changing that is difficult because you have to go through this process. Okay, who was I in the past? Right, well, I wasn't exactly who I am today. So that means I have changed. So who I am, who, am I, who do I see myself as now? Right. And that, that's what we spoke about where it was like you have version 1.0 of yourself and then you move to version 2.0, which is right now. And you have to step into that, first of all, sometimes to move on to the future version of yourself, because sometimes we're caught in the past. We have all these like associations with ourselves that aren't true anymore. And then you go, right, OK, I'm going to level up and I'm going to go to this next level in life. And you set the vision for, for where that is. And you're not doing it because you need to, because you're going to be worthy as we've spoken about. You're doing it purely because it's just part of the process and you want to do it's it. the natural growth of, of life. And you then take the identity of that 3.0 version of yourself and you start acting and living out that persona and that person and everything about them immediately, like today. But then the other identity you have is the perception of yourself from other people. And sometimes what can happen is you can transcend to that, that future version of yourself. But then what happens to the people around you is they start having to reconfigure their own perceptions about who you are. And that's very challenging. If you've ever thought about someone around you who's changed in a certain way and you've seen it visibly happen, it does disrupt your day-to-day life because your life is a, Mm. a, you know, a combination of all of these different people that you're interacting with. And yeah, that's disruptive. And that's why I think change is so difficult for a lot of people, especially when they are part of tight relationships with either family or friends or social groups. And it's learning how to like navigate through those relationship changes and, and having those conversations as well. Like I know a big Mm. part of my coaching that what I do with what we both do with a lot of our girls is teaching them how to have those conversations with their loved ones and people who are close to them and their friends because they're going on this incredible journey of transformation. And sometimes the people around them will be a little bit confused and they'll be like, wait, you know, what, 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 what's happening? What's going on? And I think sometimes the girls can feel a little bit nervous to speak out and just be confident in what they're, what they're uh, working towards. And I think that, yeah, navigating through that is just so important because that identity shift for them is as real an identity shift as it is for you in terms of the eye of who they see you as. And, uh, the, the, the point I'm trying to make here is that when you have these two shifts happening simultaneously, the way you can look at it is from two lenses. You can see it as like a negative discomfort or uncomfortable thing that you have to go through. 
mm-hmm. with some people. But if you really take that long-term vision again and you say, well, who am I going to be the person who makes this person comfortable by not tra- changing? So I'm going to limit myself and limit my growth and limit my potential in order to make people around me more comfortable. Yeah. Is that beneficial for them? Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's a short term view. It's okay. So we're not going to have the uncomfortable conversation at the dinner table. We're not going to have the, the weird kind of discomfort there, but long-term that person isn't going to have the opportunity to see what can happen when you change and when you transform. And I always believe that, as I said, if you do go through that journey and you do just go with the flow of that natural, whatever you want to call it, essence or feeling of just alignment with your future visions and your future self that you're trying to, trying to grow into, people around you then see you as the example of that. And we're drawn to that, right? We, we look at anyone that's done that in life and we're just like, wow, right. That's something that I just admire. That's something like for yourself, starting the podcast and having these conversations and going out, like for one of the reasons that we were able to start our podcast is because we're, because I was like, oh, and it's not just the, the vision of you going out and doing it. It's like, even just the practical steps, like you used Zencast the last time to record the, our podcast. And I was like, oh, now I know the, a step to recording a podcast. Like there's a- You literally you showed because, us what was possible. And people you know? are looking and people are what? No, but it's true. And the reason it's true is because people are looking and people are watching constantly. And the only, th- only way we learn what to do in the world is by looking at other people. So the more people there are out there in the world, I believe, going after what they want, leveling up, trying to make the world a better place, you know, that is the, the essence we need to be bringing to the world. I feel nowadays without getting kind of too political and stuff, there is a lot of people that like to, to, to basically pull things back and try and break things down. And that can be something that you do need to do in, in small amounts, but it, it, it doesn't take as much effort as showing up in the world and trying to build something in you. Mm. If you show up and try and grow and try and be a, be a, yeah, be the change you want to see in the world, right? As people, as people say, be the example. I think that's a much more powerful force than just telling people around you, don't do that. Don't do this. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. Because it, because it, it doesn't give, it doesn't paint a vision, right? It it paints Mm. a a here and now kind of shift in, in what actions we want to take, but it doesn't show where we're actually trying to get to. So yeah, like I, I do believe that change and transformation and everything is a natural part of the human process right and that's yeah that's that's what we want to kind of instill in as many people as possible and the only way we can do that is just by doing it ourselves Mm -hmm. i I, it's crazy you guys bring that up today because it's something that's been really weighing on me lately is like playing myself small for to please other people and what i'm I know this, but it's more like, you know, knowing it, like knowing it, like moving it from here to here. Right. And, um, in almost in a way of like you acting and stepping into who you truly are and being your authentic self is this word. It is like, I think it's what the slogan is, but I don't know if it's the right word, but it's like, it's giving permission someone else to be their authentic self. And you know what I mean? So it's like me being my authentic self gives you the permission to do that as well. Right. And I just struggle. I think it's also, again, like, it's like women, we want to people, please. We don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable. We don't want to take up space. So I'm like playing myself down. But in the end, as you said, it's just doing all of society a disservice as well. Right. Yeah, well, I was just going to say the first step, I think like that's so powerful is recognizing that and like actually like taking the time to be like, where in my life am I doing that? 
because then you've got the power to then change it. And it just starts with the next action, right? It just starts with that next conversation where maybe that little voice in the back of your mind comes up and is like, oh, you know, maybe I'll just, you know, play this down a little bit to make them feel more comfortable. And then you can catch yourself and you can be like, okay, that's a habit that I'm looking to change. How can I show up now without that little voice and overcome it? You know, you, you start that, that daily practice like we were talking about. And that's, that's a cool thing that you can definitely start doing. And when, when you talk about like playing small, what, what do you define as that? Um, I'm not talking about certain things that I'm excited about or that light me up or accomplishments that I've had. Um, not sharing it with certain individuals because I don't want them to feel less than, or I know that they're not going through a good place and they compare themselves to me or things like that, you know? Yeah. And what does that, does that change the way that you show up for yourself in any way? Outside of my interaction with them? Yeah. Sometimes I, yeah, sometimes I do find myself being like, oh, I won't do X, Y, Z because they're gonna like judge me or it might make this person feel uncomfortable. I'm not going to say this. And okay, for example, uh, I won't say, I won't talk about this in a podcast episode be, in case they listen. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. 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 And, and I don't want them to be triggered or something. Yeah. Right. So, and when we look for that, we, we kind of find it. And this is where the, so it starts as a thought, right? It starts of, if I do this, right? I'm going to have this action or circumstance for something that could possibly play out. So it's like a mini vision that we create in our heads about mm -hmm. what's, what change is going to happen. And then what we have to sometimes recognize is it's the emotional state that that's going to be basically creating for us, right? It's very ego, it's very egocentric, but I, I do this all the time as well. I don't want to share X, Y, or Z. Like I don't want to show up on Instagram with my body out all the time, taking ab shots because oh, people might have a perception of me. And at the end of the day, it's, it's like, no, you have to start thinking about what is this action adding to the world, right? Is what is the reason that I need to do it? And what is the purpose and intent behind it? And a lot, you're always going to have people watching who are going to have a different worldview and a different lens of whatever your actions are. So by you not showing up, right, you're probably also having people who are judging you and, you know, like there's, there's always going to be people out there because right. you can't control their perceptions, but you're just choosing to focus on a, on a certain group. And usually like there's a, a reason that we do that. And sometimes if we come back to it, it's, it's, we think it's for them, but it's usually an action that we're taking for us. Right. There's usually something at the base level of it that's going, well, if I don't share about this, then I'm not make I'm not putting myself out there to be judged or to be vulnerable or something like that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think as well, like when I think about the people that I look up to the most, they're very opinionated people. You know, so it's in when I think about that, I'm like, that then gives me permission to be opinionated, you know, because I think as long as you can explain your opinions, then it's, it's, that's, that's all you can do. Like it's then completely up to the other person to agree, disagree, you know, whatever they, they want to do. And I think like a lot of the time, you know, cause I've had, you know, not very nice things to me, like said to me and in, in different things on social media. And it's like, you can't like take that personally like you really do just have to understand that for every you know one person that might you know disagree and, and not like that thing you've probably got a hundred other people that are all for it 
you know, and that, we, that and those people, those are your people, you know, mm-hmm. that's who you're showing up for. That's, that's, that's who you're serving because, you know, that person that did, that didn't maybe agree, maybe in a couple of years time, they'll come around and that cause everyone's on their, their own journey, you know, and you're just meeting people at different parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But it's hard. It's, I, I, I think it's hard to sometimes admit to ourselves like who we are and what our beliefs and what our values and opinions are. Well, it takes time. Like you've really got to create that space and create that time in your day and in your week to actually, you know, sit down with yourself and think, you know, sometimes with the, with the way that society is these days, we're so, um, I don't like to, I don't like to use the word busy. I've removed that word from my vocabulary, but we're so, distracted we're like always you know on to the next thing on to the next thing and it's like you're not actually giving yourself any space to form your own opinion and and to think and and to learn and to you know articulate yourself like something that I've been doing recently um when I go for walks is instead of um always listening to like a podcast or something is I'll turn my um voice uh recorder on and I'll speak to myself so that I can start to articulate my thoughts it's less, better. It's less crazy that way if you, if you Yeah, people, people just think that I'm talking <laughs> on, on the a phone, phone call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that's actually really helped. So I think that that's a, a good piece of advice for anyone that's maybe, you know, struggling with, you know, creating their own opinion and, cre- and, you know, creating their own different thought patterns about things is like, just have a chat with yourself and you'll figure out what you actually think about the situation, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I feel as though part of it is happening through the podcast because I listen back to the conversations I'm having. I'm like, oh, that's what I said. And like, you know what I mean? But I actually do that. I guess sometimes I'll record a video. Like I was having a really low moment in the past in the summer. And it was like, a like, a like I was having, it was like the dark night of the soul, like one of those nights. And I actually recorded myself and I wanted to record myself and I expressed how I was feeling the emotions I was having so that I could also like look back on it in a way I thought it would be a super um like like a growth moment but I'm the same I'm always I have like a hundred notes on my phone and but I love the idea of the voice notes I'm gonna start doing that I'm surprised I don't do it already but I'm, I'm gonna start doing that yeah like yeah just documenting your own thoughts I think so many people struggle to show up and and just say things for the fear that it's going to land the wrong way right Mm. and sometimes you can say things to other people that land the wrong way but like even just saying things to yourself like I talk in my head all the time I don't record I I don't don't know what's more crazy or less crazy what talking (laughs) into a a phone or talking in your head or talking out loud but just the and I'll argue with myself and I'm not (laughs) this sounds so weird but like even if I'm just like trying to formulate an opinion I'll like I'll balance, I'll try and argue against myself both sides to really see where my stance is. And I think that's why we need to have these conversations. Like opinionated people are the people who drive forward ideas and drive forward conversations. Right. And that's an opinion that I just created there. Right. And you can agree with that or you can disagree with it. And if you disagree with it, then we can open up a conversation where you bring your side and you formulate why that, why you you have a, a differing opinion. And the way I like to see conversations is most people see conversations as someone, let's say it's a disagreement, like you're going to show up and you're just going to have a conversation with someone and you probably have this idea in your head that they're going to disagree with you. So what most people see is like you're across from someone at a table 
and you both have these little knives and you're just throwing them at each other and trying to like see who dies by a thousand paper cuts, right? So like that's how most people see disagreeing conversations because they see them as personal attacks on each other. It's like you have this identity and this, this uh, you know, thought pattern and I have this and let's attach each other to those thought patterns, right? And to those beliefs and to those stories and everything about you and let's make them a part of you. And if I kill you, if I kill your idea, I kill yeah. you. Right, basically. And I, I do think a lot of people show up in the world and that's the way they perceive the world of conversation, especially nowadays, right, in this kind of climate. Yes. Whereas when I, when I see conversations, what I say is, right, okay, we're gonna sit, and this is a really good visual exercise for people. Sit across from a table. And I always think, I don't know why Harry Potter comes into my mind when this I think about it. This is the second this. time you referenced him. In the first Harry Potter, well, yeah, yeah, the first part, yeah, there we go. And it goes right um, over my head, sorry. But imagine, imagine you pull out this like energy orb, right? Okay. This like circling sphere of energy and your one is blue, right? And my one is red. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna start this conversation with your little orb of thoughts and ideas and beliefs and opinions on your side of the table, floating disattached from you. And I'm gonna start with mine here. And our goal is to get them to merge in the middle, okay? And we're gonna have this kind of weird, kind of like fiery thing going on. And at the end of the conversation, we wanna then create a new colored orb. And then red and green, red and blue, I think, creates green. I'm not too, I can't remember primary yeah, colors, all purple. that kind of stuff. Purple, purple, right? Yeah. So now, so by the end of the conversation, we have this purple orb, right? And then we divvy up into two, we take it back, and then we go off into our lives. And imagine like if conversations were like that. Imagine everyone sat down at tables across from each other and put these orbs out into the world and just were changing, changing. Like we'd start to start, we, we, the, the people we're having conversations with would be influencing our ideas, which they are, right? They're always. I think and the sometimes first step we're, to that though is you actually have to be interested in the other person's thought patterns and their yeah. beliefs. Because if you're sitting across at that table and you're thinking, well, these are my beliefs, these are my thoughts, I'm not willing to change them. All I'm trying to do is get you to basically conform to my own thought patterns and beliefs. The conversation has ended yeah. before it's even started. And you're actually better off just removing yourself from that situation until you can change your like attitude towards it. So what yeah. you were saying is like, you've got to make sure that you're coming in with an open mind and an open heart so that you can actually be willing to listen to what that person has to say, you know, and, and figure out, well, why do they have those thoughts? Why do they have those beliefs? Because then that will be what allows you to maybe change your own thoughts and beliefs. Because if you're not open to any kind of change, then you're never going to be able to have those kinds of conversations and, with and someone. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Like most people would sit across from these two colored orbs and it's like right my goal is to change my red one like keep mine red and change yours from blue to red yeah right mm -hmm. that's what we all want to do or some people want to do whereas i'm like no let's like let's bring both these opinions together and let's see what color comes out at the end right and it's probably going to be a different color a different shade right and that people yeah, like you we're might not, go from red to pink. And the, the reason I like the orb idea is because you're not attacking the person. The person is disattached from the ideas and the beliefs. Mm -hmm. And that is a very different way to have a conversation. And it's the same thing with like goals, right? I, I, I still see it in that same way. It's like the goal isn't attached to your persona. The goal is just a stage that you're at, a vision that you're experiencing, mm -hmm. that you are lucky enough to experience because of your past experiences. And 
you don't want to attach too much of your self-identity to those things because if you have something removed from you, right, it can feel like your whole identity has been, been killed. So like if you, you know, have a certain amount of money in a certain lifestyle, it's like, well, how much of you are attached to that? If I remove all of that right now, if I remove your, your, your health and your, your financial situation and your educational status and your place in society, and I remove all of that, where are you? Are you still standing strong as the person you are now? And that's, that's the goal. Like you want, if you can disattach those things. That's a really powerful visualization exercise yeah. to do. Mm. I love and that's that. that kind of stoic philosophy of, you know, being good enough where, where you're at without, with the plainest of clothes and the plainest of fare. Yeah. Um, idea, yeah. you know? Yeah. It goes even into like the minimalism practice as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's, and that's, that it's, brings us into minimalism. Well, you know? it's yeah. funny because I feel like when a lot of people think about what minimalism is, they think that you just walk <clears> into someone's home and there's like absolutely nothing there except for like a mattress and, and a blanket. <laughs> I like to think that we, is it's, that it's not, not is like, that, that is kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's like the stereotypical idea of what minimalism is. Just adding on to what we were just speaking about, the color thing. I even view it too. So like, say, yours is uh, red you and mine's blue and then we make purple in the middle now mine is as Micah said like yours might be pink but or like my now mine's blue with a tinge of purple and then yeah. like we're almost like a rainbow and with each interaction like it's, it's cliche is that sounds we're all rainbows like, yeah 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 exactly <laughs> but it's like with each interaction with spectrums yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are like gaining more colors into who we are and and with certain people maybe certain more colors will come out or or you'll take away more and like I, I completely like, this is foundational of life. I've concluded the other day that I can't have people in my life, like friends and relationships, like strong relationships with people. If they are not open-minded, that is one non-negotiable I have. And I don't know if that's me being like too harsh, but it's just like, I can't have a conversation. It's not worth my energy. If I know that it's just you coming in with a wall up, it's like, I'm, I want to meet you where you're at. And I want to understand where you are. I find people fascinating. Like that's, I, I just genuinely do. Um, I just finished reading the five levels of attachment. I've read it before um, by Don Miguel Ruiz. He's an amazing author. Actually, it's his son that wrote that one, but it's talking about essentially what we're saying is, is we become so attached. Our identity becomes so wrapped up in, I am a podcaster. I'm a Canadian. I'm a daughter. And as you guys said, the ultimate goal of living is to get to a place where all of these things can be stripped from us and we are still content as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we, another side note there, we watched the new film with Gerard Butler, uh, Greenland. Yeah. It's about like an asteroid impact coming to earth. Okay. And, uh, it was funny cause we had a conversation. I was like, Oh, what would you do? And they were like trying to get to the bunker. Right. And like, and I was like, why would you go to the bunker? Right. Why? Like what, what's the purpose of getting to the bunker? Cause if an asteroid comes and impacts the earth, it's end game, right? It's literally end game. Like there's nothing there left to, to build and you've got to live underground for like 12, 24 months. Well, it's like if you survive, you yeah. don't know how much longer you're going to be right. able to live and, for and so the what, world's destroyed. What, but the, heart, the, the, the weird, strange thing was, was I thought, oh no, because I'm so disattached, I would just sit on top of a mountain and watch the asteroid impact. But what I realized, <laughs> But what I realized was, oh, no, because I'm attached to the idea of there being a world and therefore that having meaning in my life to my identity and therefore it wouldn't be worth living Without if there was no. Does that make sense? So it's yeah. kind of like you're, that, it's kind of like a paradox where mm -hmm. it's like, oh, so my, my 
ego telling me myself I was so disattached would allow me to die. But actually, the reason I wanted to die in that moment is because I was so attached to the idea for being a world. So I was like, damn it. I thought <laughs> it was my, my highest level self just being like so zen. And then, but no, it's, it's that conversation that with your mind of just like, oh, like what, where, where can I find peace and alignment and fulfillment? And I, I do believe that to operate in society, you don't have to strip yourself of everything. I think uh, wearing your 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 kind of like utility belt like Batman or or wearing your suit like Iron Man is or woman uh, is very uh, empowering because as long as you know you can take them off and put them on at any time. Mm, yeah. So that's the way I kind of like. So right now I define myself as a minimalist. Minimalist. Uh, if you want to put it that way, I define myself as like an entrepreneur in the fitness industry. I define myself as a coach. I define myself as someone who only wears black clothing. And all of these bring uh, personas and identities to myself to like go out and hopefully level up my own life and, and the lives of others in the best way I see fit. And that's my intent behind it. But I also know that at any point that I can change any of those things. And yeah, they're going to be difficult. But as long as we do have that ability that we're not hedging ourselves into this one identity. Um, yeah, it's a very, very, very powerful thing to, uh, to just dwell on and just kind of ask yourself questions on. Mm-hmm. And we, we talk a lot about that with the girls in terms of their, like getting back to physique and body recomposition, is that your vision for yourself in terms of your body and your physique and things is going to transform throughout your life. And we try not to focus on the three month or one year kind of goals. We try and like, I, I love this vision of like the, the 25 year goal, the 50 year goal. And when you start thinking about your training and your nutrition in that sense, you start to see a different uh, way of looking at the world, which is if I do photo shoots, right, like, which is right now can seem maybe a scary thing or a narcissistic thing or a superficial thing or whatever the negative connotations are with it uh, that some people might perceive. But then it's like, well, what about the positive aspects of like looking back in 50 years at a photo album and over 10 years, you did 10 photo shoots with the with the uh, the, the female transformation formula. And each one of them, you saw this physical representation of growth that was documented in an album of 10 years, 20 years, whatever it is. And that's my vision for the FTF Photoshoot Physique Program is to have girls who, who go through this process in life and use it as a, in the same way we celebrate our birthday or the same way we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate this just this, this empowering, confident person documenting their physical representation at that point in life. Mm-hmm. But it's not, the, the body isn't the thing they're representing, it's their life that they're representing. And the body is just the, the, um, the, the kind of the meat suit that got them there, right? Like that's the kind of, that's the best way to- it's the, the body to, is yeah. the outcome that you achieve. It's like the as cherry on top the as a result taken. from yeah. so I will say the way you're yeah. living your life. It's the reverse. Mm-hmm. People think that you 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 change your body, you change your uh, life, and it's actually like you change your lifestyle. Life. Your body is a, a we're, your body is a, an organism that is basically representate a representation of your environment that you create for it. So if you create the best environment for yourself possible, whatever you define by that, your body is going to then have a physical representation, and that's really what we try and reverse psycho like reverse in the psychology of our, our clients is that we, we create the lifestyle and the environment that's why it's a lifestyle program like we call the ftf a lifestyle physique program because you create the lifestyle and then you just wait for the time to pass and your body will have an outcome yeah. at and, the end of and it what and happens with that is then that. it's maintainable it's not something that you are then doing for a short period <clears throat> of time and then thinking oh i'm going to go back to yeah. The old and, lifestyle, you've created a whole new one for yourself. Coming back to, uh, to the idea of maintainable and sustainable, 
that isn't a fixed point as well. No. It's it's a philosophy of how you're living and what you're what you're doing. So maintainable, sustainable is usually going to look like growth over time. So it's not going to look the same over 10 years. It's not going to look the same over 15 years. But I just love that vision of just looking back over, yeah, like you're you're uh showing your your grandkids or something this uh, and you're giving them permission to to celebrate their body you know bodies that that we we tend to uh yeah with society especially like sexualize women and stuff for putting themselves out there and on show and we never see the reflection of what that is for them we have a lot of girls that do our uh, our program and never share their images with the world right? Because they didn't do it for that reason. Of course, no, they, they did, did it, it for, for themselves, themselves and they did it for their own representation of who they were. So I always have this image as well of like, when we, when we have kids, I'm like, I'm really hoping that at least one of our kids is going to be a little girl just so then she can be like, damn mom. Yeah. Like, but damn. It, but it's, but it is, it's, it's that <laughs> you walk, look great. <laughs> it's that walking example. And I, I do, you know, I do, um, yeah, I do. I do think that that is something that you've just really got to start like doing in all areas of your life is zooming back out and looking at the process as an overall 25, 50 year vision and saying, ah, oh, that's how, that's how it all plays out piece by piece, because we get so caught up in the, in the weeds right here, right now, that sometimes we do forget that, that there is a longer journey that we want to be playing into. Um, I kind of got sidetracked there from what we were talking about before, but that's yeah. okay. I'm all for the sidetracking. It's yeah, almost yeah. also too like a fixed mindset versus like a growth mindset in a way, which is kind of what we've been talking about a lot. But also too is like you guys give individuals the tools that it's not like like just to like regurgitate what we keep <laughs> saying. It's like you're I'm not going to give you this specific body. It's like I'm going to give you these tools that you can now like okay I'm pregnant now. Okay, these are the habits that I'm going to implement in my life. Or like okay my goal is now to build my business. Well I already have this foundational tools to yeah yeah absolutely yeah absolutely. and and that's yeah coming back to really being specific about health and fitness. So many. I, I believe so many women give up on their visions for their health and fitness and their goals because they believe that they have this story and this belief and they've been taught it that it just it isn't possible, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're like, oh, there's something different about those people over there compared to the person I am. And whether it's it's genetics, whether it's physically, whether it's whatever it is, the circumstance, but it's really what it is. It's a lack of education on the simple fundamentals and principles on, on one part. So knowing how to do the basics, knowing what to focus on and especially what not to focus on, which is what we specialize at the FTF, right? Is like stripping everything out. That's the whole idea of minimalism and simplicity. Take out everything that doesn't need to be there, but leave everything that maximizes the outcomes that you want. So it's like, it's minimalism isn't minimizing the outcome. Minimalism is just simplifying the process and, and taking the process and making it the bare essentials of what needs to be. I like to think of it as like mastery as well. Because yeah. then you've, which you've you got master these, the basics. Yeah. yeah. You've got these few things that you can just go all in on. Like I like to think about that with my coaching as well. Like I've been coaching women now for six years yeah. and it's like before I even would think of, you know, going on to something else, I was like, this is the one thing that I just want to be able to, to master. Yeah. And you, you, you strip everything out, you become exceptional at the simple things. And once you have that education, you can then take the, the next part of the, the process, which is the lifestyle design formula, which is where you're setting your vision and your goals and everything and say, right, okay, I now have the tools available to me and I have the process available to me. I have complete ownership and I have complete 
I have the decision-making ability now. Does, does that make sense? So like, yeah. there's no, yeah. you're not a victim anymore. You're, there's no excuses to mm-hmm. the outcomes that you have. Uh, you, and if, we, if you can get yourself to that point where you start to believe that, and if I'm honest, you should always believe that because you can always find the education, right? You can all, I'm a big, big fan of YouTube and Google, right? And, and I'm, a big fan of, I'm a big fan of just saying like, there are no gatekeepers in this world anymore. Let's go out and let's find out the, the, the things that we need to, to know to get to where we want to be. You don't need to go to university yeah. anymore for that information. So, so anyone that's, that's saying like, and, and this is something personally that I'm like, if you want to be successful, you have to understand that there's a process to being successful. There's a, there's an action and success is defined by you setting a vision for your life and an outcome you want to achieve. And then, and making that re- a reality. Uh, there's no preconceived societal, Society. cultural success, right? It's, it's your own, it's, yeah. yeah, it's your own, it's your own personal success, whatever you define as those objectives. Once you've set those objectives, you have a process you need to take place. There is a process that has to happen in reality for that to occur, right? You can't like, there is going to be step-by-steps that you need to take. Once you are educated on what those are, you then have to have the personal responsibility to make the decision and you have to do a cost analysis, which is just a fancy way from saying there are going to be negative consequences to pursuing anything in life. There's going to be a uh, in, in e- economics, they call it basically a sunk, a sunk cost or a, uh, yeah, basically a cost to um, anything that you, you do. And you have to be willing to accept that for the outcome. And a lot of people like uh, my, uh, I, I say a lot of people in the past, I have tried to say, how can I limit the cost here? How can I, mm. the cost of success, right? I really want this thing to happen and I really want to go out and, and, and achieve this thing, but I want to limit this cost. I don't want to do all of this. And at the end of the day, you have to sometimes just show up and be like, there is a cost. I'm willing to accept it and it's worth it. And then you, once you kind of come to terms with that and you have the process laid out in front of you and you have the clarity of your vision, it's kind of like, it's go time, right? Like, let, let's go. And suddenly you're aligned and suddenly you move from A to B quicker than you've ever moved before because you don't have any of those excuses. You don't have any well, of those res- kind of the like resistance the resistance away. to trying to, to come up with a different way. So yeah, coming back to like the, the body recomposition thing, you have the tools there. That's something we can, we can help with, right? We were masters at just simplifying the whole damn process of, of fitness and nutrition. Um, you know, we train three days per week. Like we, we get you to create a, a nutrition diet and everything of what you want to focus on. Like everything is in the power is in your hands in that sense. We also get you to come up with the vision for what you're trying to achieve. We're not t- dictating that. We're t- coming you to tell us the, the, the timeframes and things. And then the, the pit that every, we can never do is just decide that that is something you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. And we're, we will always put up the cost. We'll always say, these are the things that you'll probably have to sacrifice the cost, the cost to success. If you want to put it that way, are you willing to give those up? And some people will say no. And then, but I still want to achieve the thing. And I think that have you ever encountered that with yourself or something in the past where you've like had a goal and deep down, you know that you're not willing to go after the goal yet because there's a cost related to that Mm -hmm. goal that you've just come to the realization that you're not willing to, to pay yet. And it, it can, it will usually change over time, but at some point it might be relationships, getting rid of relationships, moving apart from certain people in life, things like that as well. Um, but yeah, this is, 
there, there is a, a harder line sometimes to that, that growth pathway that some people who are in that comfort zone or, or wherever they are currently and not moving out from just that's the part that they need to get. They, they can have everything laid out in front of them for the path forward, but there's a cost related to success. Mm -hmm. They're just not willing to pay yet. Um, that's something we've, we've both encountered a lot uh, our, ourselves. Um, but yeah. Ewan, I didn't mean to cut you off, but we have to take a break here and save some knowledge for the next episode. If you are enjoying what Micah, Ewan, and myself are chatting about here, stay tuned for part two, where we dive further into business, minimalism, and continue on the conversation around lifestyle design. To close out the episode, I want to share a little paragraph from Ryan Holiday. What is perception? It's how we see and understand what occurs around us and what we decide those events will mean. Our perceptions can be a source of strength or of great weakness. It takes skill and discipline to bat away the pests of bad perceptions, to separate reliable signals from deceptive ones, to filter out prejudice, expectation, and fear. But it's worth it. We will see things simply and straightforwardly, as they truly are, neither good nor bad. This will be an incredible advantage for us in the fight against obstacles. All right, my friends, that is all that I have for you in this episode. As always, please share it with those you think will gain value from it and connect with me over on Instagram. Honestly, it's my favorite platform. I enjoy chatting with you, sharing resources, and just building greater community on that platform. You can hit me up at, at the curious one podcast, and I really look forward to sharing part two with Micah and Ewan. Okay, in the meantime... Be well, my friends, and don't forget to take care of yourself. If you would like to further this conversation and get in touch, visit my Instagram at The Curious One Podcast. For more information, resources, and show notes, please head to thecuriousonepodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, be well.